With your gifts, facets are me is what to keep in mind. What you're seeing is really real, and it truly is a big deal. Okay, I accidentally pressed record. Hi. Um, there wasn't a five second. Okay, well, this is starting off great, especially since I don't edit my podcast. <laughs> like, I just throw it oh, in no. there. Yeah. Um, no pressure. Hi, friends. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Googly Bear Jr., also known as Elizabeth, and this is my lovely podcast called Googly versus the World. Is that what my podcast is called? Shit. Um, <laughs> Googly, vers- Googly Talks, the world versus gaming, um, where we talk about video game design and all that fun shit. And what if the video game was real? And what would the world look like? And what were the environmental impacts of it doing so? So if you're hearing those giggles in the background, we do have another guest on our podcast. I almost said stream. Um, and I'm so excited to introduce them. Or would you like to introduce yourself? I can do that. Hi, um, I am Nano Pierogi. You can call me Natalie or Nat. My pronouns are she, her, probably, I don't know. Anyway, um, I am a retired streamer. Let's say that. I streamed for two or three years and um, now I work too much to stream. Uh, But I'm still... Very active in the Twitch space, love it. Big gamer, avid gamer, and uh, a scientist. So I did physics for my undergrad degree, and then I went to grad school for material science, and I was in a PhD program, and I dropped out in the home stretch because I lost funding. So um, <laughs> I ended up with a master's degree, so it wasn't a complete loss, but I studied material science. I have a background in engineering. I have worked with um, semiconductors and other, I don't want to get too specific because I'm not trying to dox myself, but um, I have a background in materials focusing on metals, and I have some experience in semiconductors and um, other crystallography type stuff. Hell yeah. So. Yeah, we stand the science here in this establishment. And for those who have not been following my channel or know nothing about me, I am in my master's studying environmental sustainability and I have an environmental studies background in with geography and biology as well. So if all any of our opinions are completely our opinions, um, but they're just based on the experience we have learned in our careers, education and interests, um, because that is all the information um i'm nervous oh god why am i nervous you're doing great uh, <laughs> also i'm just worried that radagast is gonna start purring into the mic because if you hear weird noises it's my cat <laughs> <laughs> that's it um but anyways the game we were talking about today other than talking about our scientific loveliness um we are going to talk about minecraft today and the past two weeks we've been talking about mmorpgs Um, But this game, for those who do not know, is a 3D sandbox video game developed by Mojang, and it was created specifically by Marcus Notch Person in the Java programming language. So it's already based on the science. Um, It was made public in May of 20. 
2009, and it was fully released in November 2011. Um, And then Jens Bergenstein then took over the development regarding Java programming and anything um, that has been for the future. Um, It is now available on several platforms, and it is the best-selling game of all time with over 200 million copies sold and 126 million monthly active users as of 2020, including me. Um, (laughs) If you want to play it, you can play it on mobile, PC, or Xbox. Um, and pretty much what you do in the game is you get crafty. It's a cozy game, in my opinion, and you use the surrounding environment to gather building materials and help create something new, regardless of what your creative imagination um, is thinking. So pretty much you, it's a blocky thing. It's very square, <laughs> um, but it's still 3D and it has infinite terrain and you can extract raw materials, craft tools and items and build structures and explore the earth. Um, There's not really many human interactions other than the players, Um, and any NPC is based on a monster called Mops. And the gameplay is usually in first person, um, but they do have the option for a third person perspective. Uh, One thing I found really cool is it is divided into biomes, um, ranging from deserts to jungles to snowfields, and you can see like mountains, forests, caves, lava, which is dope, um, and water bodies. And it also follows like a general day and night cycle. So you can sleep and you can do all that fun stuff. Um, And then there's like more uncommon elements that you find in the game that aren't available in real life, like redstone um, and bring them to life or give them any type of explosion, which the, like, I guess if you're thinking in a real life term, it would be, um, a good comparison would be cobalt nitrate, which I didn't know, but I found fucking research and I'm like, that's pretty freaking cool. Um, and <laughs> all of Minecraft's success, it is a critically acclaimed, it's the best selling game and it's won several awards being cited, um, in their social media parodies, adaptations, merchandise, and, It's also used in educational environments, which I was unknown about, um, in the world of computing systems. And so um, um, Microsoft there is now being working with Mojang. um, And that creates a whole business that's worth about $2.5 billion. And that's also helped create um, abilities like Minecraft Story Mode, Minecraft Dungeons, and Minecraft Earth. And Nano, I remember us talking, and um, or Natalie, I'm so sorry. I'll interchange those. You can so call me whatever; it's fine. Um, anyways, like you, you've had, you've known about Minecraft being in the educational field. Yeah. So I'm actually, I was thinking about this today, and I was realizing how old Minecraft is. Like, it doesn't feel like it's been around for a decade (laughs) i don't know what year it is i can't do the math you read it and my mind was like we're not gonna hang on to this fact um but it doesn't feel like it's been around that long Mm -hmm. but when i was in college which i'm gonna date myself here um sorry my cat um i was this was probably 2012 or 2013 when i took this course but i was taking like an intra-level computer programming course and we were we were learning Python, I think. And the basis of any computer programming, they're going to talk about the basis of program programming, which is binary. Um, and it's essentially the ones and zeros. And from the getting a little tangential here, but I promise I'll circle back. I promise, I'll <laughs> promise it'll make sense. So 
the ones and zeros in computers correlate to an on and off state in a transistor. Mm -hmm. So the switch is, the transistor is a switch mm -hmm. that is essentially making that one or zero an on or off state in real life. And that's, you know, skip a few steps and we have computers. <laughs> um, but the thing is with redstone, you can make that happen in Minecraft too. So redstone is kind of, mm, I mean, it, it explodes, like you were saying, mm -hmm. what was it, cobalt nitrate mm -hmm. is like a close parallel, but it also acts as a conductor. Um, and my, my um, words, what are words? My programming teacher was explaining how you can build, like you can build buttons and switches in Minecraft. So you can have an on and off state and use the redstone as wiring and you can build a computer within Minecraft. So if you have an on and off state, you have a one and a zero. And he actually pulled up YouTube videos of people who had built simple calculators in Minecraft. Oh so they would like customize the bricks so you have like numbers on the the switches or the pads that you're using to like step on. Mm -hmm. But you could literally build and because it's binary, it takes so much to get something complicated. But something like numbers in binary is not super difficult. Uh -huh. um, but the fact that you can use this to visualize, like you can have a virtual environment where you can go in and see how a computer works and see how the ones and zeros work is astounding. And it was so cool. And I was like, I'm going to do that. And then I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> diagnosed ADHD which is now diagnosed um, but it's it's really cool to see how people were given this game they saw the resources available to them and they were like wait I can build a computer yeah. and they did it and that's so cool and I think it's a great learning tool for a lot of reasons and that's one of the ones that's like just really cool to me like oh it's fascinating and it also I think just even that example shows how much creativity it fosters. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a ton of fun with Minecraft. I get super creative with it. Um, and, and I break the laws of physics, uh, which is great. <laughs> and I have, like, floating islands in the air. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a great learning tool and, and something I don't want to, like, rush this, but, like, especially in terms of conservation of resources and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that was, like... That was, I don't want to like jump ahead, but oh, um, it's great for that too. Cause I, I had learned about like renewable and non-renewable resources mm -hmm. it like in life. And I know objectively what that means, Yeah, but I think killing all your sheep for <laughs> meat and then not having wool, because back in the day, you couldn't just kill sheep to get no. wool. You had to shear them. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need meat or I'm going to die. And then I killed off apparently all of the sheep on accident. <laughs> and then there were no more sheep. And I had to go find more sheep. Oh, and I was like, well, shit. Now I'm going to die because I can't survive a night because I can't sleep through a night because I don't have bed because I don't have wool. And I think, and the same with like, um, like trees and like any of the renewable resources in there. I was like, oh, it's really easy to just take and take and take and not think about and then like in retrospect be like oh crap i used i used too much i took too much from the environment yeah. um 
and then I had a, like a small existential crisis. Um, okay. I think we all. But I feel that. like I feel like that helps me. Like that really made the like I knew what non renewable resources were, mm-hmm. but that made it so much more tangible for me, and I think that's really cool. Um, and just kind of like where you're going, you you were probably playing in like survival or hardcore or adventure mm-hmm. mode. Um, which where you do gather the natural resources and you have a health bar and you mm-hmm. can die from suffocation, starvation, <laughs> drowning, um, attacking oh, I didn't know other you could people. Suffocate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can drown. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, I only play in creative mode for a reason. Um, <laughs> because I'm terrified. Um, but you could also build like armor that can help you from being attacked mm-hmm. or weapons or all that. Um, and how I mentioned creative mode, you have access to all resources in the game through your inventory menu where you can remove or replace them instantly and you can freely fly around the world. So you don't take any damage. You're not affected by hunger. You focus on building and creating projects and of any size without any disturbance. And that's why I like it because I could just do my thing and I can just (laughs) vibe and float around the world and make insanely weird things. Like my, my experience with Minecraft, I've made a firehouse, which is really, um, the whole building's on fire. And the inside. Oh, that's not what I was <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, keep going. No, it's okay. The whole building's on fire. The only two things in there is just a bed. So you look around. It's surrounded by glass. There's fire in between the glass, and it's just on fire. Um, is that a metaphor for grad school? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a mushroom farm on top of my big house. Um, and then I have, like, more normal things, like a greenhouse. Um, I made a giant Halloween room that's filled with skeletons and then there's a pool next door for the skeletons to go swimming so my (laughs) my realism in minecraft is definitely not there um but some common resources that are used in the game and that i normally use are wood cobblestone netherite diamond and iron and wood's pretty substantial there's trees everywhere when you first spawn in your thing um and that's how you make your first crafting table Um, and it's available in all types of land biomes except mushroom fields and the desert. And so it's a pretty easy thing to find. And then the next one is cobblestone where you can mine, um, and pretty much dig down (laughs) and you can find cobblestone and then you can use cobblestone to craft furnaces. Um, it could also be converted into stone, smooth stone, stone bricks, chiseled stone, and other types of stone, anything really with the name stone. Um, and then there's netherite, which is the rarest resource in Minecraft, and you need to use netherite in gold. Um, and in the game, it's more durable than diamond. So, confused me, because I know, like, in real life, diamond is literally the most durable resource. Like, mm-hmm. you use diamond yeah. to freaking cut everything. Um, and then there's diamond, <laughs> which you can use by mining an iron pickaxe or higher, which really fucked with my mind. Um, but you find it to use obsidian or you use it to mine obsidian. And then the last one is iron, which is super easy to find. And you can make tools, weapons, arm, armors, and you could also trade iron for emeralds, which is weird. Um, <laughs> it's a very uncommon. It's like, here's some iron for, the, uh, I don't know. My Minecraft fucks with me. Um, but pretty <laughs> much what we're going with, um, our nice little segue is we're going to talk about renewable and non-renewable resources, which you mentioned in the past. And for those who don't know what a renew- renewable resource is, 
um, opposed to a non-renewable energy source, is a finite resource. So it is a resource that can be recreated indefinitely in um, survival mode or without exploiting glitches or using cheat commands. So it could always be available to you. And examples in the, this case of Minecraft would be farming, crafting, trading, any worldly ways to generate blocks. Um, so freezing ice, cobblestone, coral blocks, glass, dirt, sand, and terracotta. Um, and then there's like non-renewable resources, which opposed to a renewable resource, wow, um, that cannot be attained in indefinite quantities in survival without exploring more terrain or using certain glitches command or creative mode to create more of them. So use that from crafting recipes um, found as na naturally generated blocks obtained from the structure loot chest or as drops from certain enemies that do not respond, like elder guardians or piglin brutes. And examples of a non-renewable resource in Minecraft would be calcite, cobwebs, dragon items, large ferns, tall grass, wet sponges, dead sponges, um, <laughs> or harder to find ones would be like diamond, emerald, netherite, or fossils that need to be mined. So, but in real life, renewable versus non-renewable is renewables are resources that could also be replaced naturally in our lifetime and used repeatedly. And that would include freshwater, timber, oxygen, solar energy that are kind of ones that you hear around regarding that. Um, and non-renewables would be not replaced, including metals, fossil fuels, earth minerals, precious metals, and other situations, groundwater, which we're running into now frequently of having contaminated. So there are some overlapping resources in the game regarding real life or virtual, um, like wood, coal, soil, iron, water, and ore, and then also the precious metals. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of information to take in. Um, I'm just like kind of thinking, um, wow. Um, so Minecraft is cool because it does put it in real life um, and gives you a sense of realism, kind of like what you said, like you don't realize how much you use until it's gone. Um, mm -hmm. So the real thing is what what resources should we be using to make it worth it? Um, especially for like common tools in Minecraft would be like iron, gold, diamond, bowls, like to make buckets, fishing rods, flint and steel to make fire, a hoe, <laughs> um, lead, pickaxe, and shovel. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Are you laughing? Are yeah. you laughing? Oh. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard. I was like, you're a grown-ass adult. Don't yeah. laugh at hoe. And I'm then literally in my 20s. I love like, that. Oh. <laughs> but, um, oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. I was looking for... Uh, periodic table with crystal structure on it and I, can't, I don't know which slide it was on That's so okay. never um, mind but anyways um, like the, the like the common tools of just using gold diamond gold diamond iron wood like we use a lot of iron and metals in our things and through your experience of just learning what do you think is the most used material and do you think we should continue be using the material <laughs> so okay i honestly have no idea the first one no idea okay. um but in terms of like computer chips there's a lot more that goes into them than i think a lot of people realize mm -hmm. so um i did some work with 
computer chips and some work with like I did work trying to grow graphene and accidentally grew a diamond once it wasn't yeah. enough of a diamond to do anything with but <laughs> um yeah the the amount of non-renewable resources that go into our electronics is alarming mm -hmm. um and so like cobalt and gold like gold is a fantastic conductor i have a lot of feelings about gold <laughs> um first of all for jewelry why when silver exists um but gold is a fantastic silver is also a fantastic conductor um they're very similar in terms of properties they're close I on the periodic table i think they have the same number of valence electrons a i think they uh... i think they and that's why i was looking up my um Hold on, my periodic table, because I think they bond in the same pattern because they have the same number of valence electrons. Don't mind me, Google. Um, we're going to get real niche real fast, apparently. Uh, um, let's see. Number of electron shells. Um, they do. Uh, wait, no, gold has a 32 electrons in one case, I guess. Okay. But they're in the same group. Um, yeah, if, yeah, if they're in the same group. Okay. Um Okay, yeah. Yeah, they they both uh, bond in face-centered cubic structures, which they also have super similar material properties because they bond in the same lattice formation. And they're also super malleable. Can I, I'm just going to get this rant out of the way because <laughs> this is like a complaint that I have with so many games. Okay. And by so many, I mean at least Minecraft and Stardew Valley. Um, Stardew Valley stresses me out, so I'm for it. <laughs> it stresses me out a little bit more than I'd like to admit. Any game that has, like, a tiered tool system, and it's, like, like okay, in Minecraft, it's wood, stone, mm -hmm. iron. You said this earlier, and I've already forgotten it. It's, it's a... wood, stone, iron, silver, gold, diamond, diamond, I think. First of all, like, everyone knows you can't mine rock with wood. Uh, maybe you can. Somebody's going to be in the comments being like, well, actually. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, sure, sure, whatever. Um, but, like, realistically. But at the, when you're getting resources, there has to be some sort of, like, they have to make it work. Mm -hmm. Because nobody plays games because they're 100% realistic. No. Um, with that caveat, I will continue my rant. <laughs> Gold and silver are super malleable mm -hmm. and would be terrible pickaxe or sword <laughs> materials. Like, pure gold and pure silver mm -hmm. will just dent. Um, I think silver can be, and I was looking for this. I couldn't find anything on it because I was literally just getting my hair cut and I was on my iPad trying to Google <laughs> things about silver swords. If I'm correct, silver can be alloyed with some things and make um, uh, much stronger. Okay. Um alloy don't quote me i was gonna say i'm not a scientist but i literally am um that's not my it's close to my field of expertise but specifically like what you kill a werewolf with can't can't speak on that um but i know pure silver pure gold and even like copper they are all like terrible in terms of actually being useful for tools mm -hmm. like gold is fantastic for electronics because it's very ductile and malleable mm -hmm. and 
you can like gold wire is an excellent one of the best conductors out there if i'm correct um gold's an excellent conductor but that is because it has like the properties that make it good for electronics make it terrible for like i don't know what the like tools i'm like just flexing the kind of <laughs> tools that like use your body and <laughs> digging and mining and stuff um i'm uh, just to be completely honest and for pure transparency even for the podcast i have no idea what we use in construction regarding mining or anything like that other than you cut things with water cut things with diamonds that's that's all i got um <laughs> like minecraft is my only source of education at this point that's uh, fine that's yeah. great that's all anyone needs who needs um, well, no, Minecraft. But for those who also would like the same knowledge I have, diamond in the industry is used for cutting, grinding, drilling, polishing, hard abrasive materials such as stone, concrete, ceramics, bricks, glasses, or fireproof materials and other similar needs of materials. <laughs> um, diamond should not be used for cutting steel or iron because it will ruin the tool, which literally fucks all of minecraft's logic um which yep correct blows my mind there and then also of course um i hear my discord notifications that's annoying um the environmental impact of diamond mining um it strains the water supply and had to an increase of pollution in rivers so literally one carat of mine diamond is nearly 100 square feet of disturbed land and almost six thousand pounds of mineral waste one carat of lab-grown diamonds disrupts just 0.07 square feet of land and only one pound of material raised. So, um, and then an indirect impact of mining Holy on the environment shit. due to population increase is commercial farming leading to a steady degradation in soil quality and soil erosion in many places because you're disturbing the land. Um, so, <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Not excited because the I <laughs> hate. I hate the diamond industry. I have so many strong feelings. Diamonds are not a girl's best friend. Shut up. Like, I have so many strong feelings about the diamond industry because not only, like, I didn't even understand the environmental impact of it, mm -hmm. but, like, in terms of the human cost of it, it has, it's an incredibly exploitive industry. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, as far as human rights go, it's terrible. Um, people are exploited, people are killed over diamonds. Um, and they're artificially inflated in price because there was a big marketing campaign and, like, I don't know what decade. Um, what is I could Google like it. The 1950s, and it was with um, one company decided that diamonds. I remember. I watched. Yeah, I watched a documentary about it, and essentially they were like, "Tell your woman you love her with diamonds," and literally the price of diamonds is artificially inflated, and mm -hmm. like the supply of diamonds is controlled so that the price will stay higher mm -hmm. um so i have been an advocate of lab grown diamonds literally since i learned that you could do that and it's also super cool and it's a process that i have studied relatively extensively like that my first lab placement in school mm -hmm. we were working on growing graphene and like i said we accidentally grew it was like enough layers that we like had to call it a diamond it was not <laughs> graphene because it was not a monolayer mm -hmm. um for the record i sh if anyone doesn't know what graphene is so diamonds are just carbon. Graphene is a single layer of carbon. So carbon has four valence electrons, which means like four bonds. 
um, where it can bond to another atom Mm -hmm. or another atom with a free electron. Um, And essentially graphene is forcing that into what is called a monolayer. So instead of having, having like the corners of having, what's the name for it when there's, I'm blanking on all my geometry. Um, not right angles, but like right angles are three dimensions. Right angles. Perpen- not perpendicular. Oh, uh, parallel, perpendicular, obtuse. Um, I'm trying to think of all my triangles. Um, equilateral. Well, like... <laughs> oh, God. We got off topic. Hold on. <laughs> trying to get back. Where was I? Um, uh, you... So it's essentially, instead of bonding in three dimensions, mm-hmm. it's bonding. All four of those bonds are in two dimensions. So it's literally a what's called a monolayer, a single atom thick layer of carbon atoms. Okay. And that's actually a fantastic conductor, even though diamonds are insulators. Okay. That's not something I'll get into. Google graphene. <laughs> um, it's super cool. Big graphene fangirl over here. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Uh, we were talking about... Um, lab-grown diamonds. Oh, lab-grown diamonds. Yeah. Um, so I, not even knowing the environmental impact of it, knowing, like, kind of the human impact and just how, like, the greed that goes into that field, I was like, cool, if I, like, ever get married, I don't want... People are like, oh, natural diamonds. Like, no, fuck you. Grow it in the lab. Yeah. Um, don't exploit people. Don't kill people. Mm-mm. And I know that there are, like, better laws around human rights but it's people still get around them um and i think that's so cool that they're so much more sustainable too and unfortunately they are almost as pricey Mm -hmm. because they can be because you you can't just be like fine i'll grow my own (laughs) unless you have resources to like access to a lab um so that's really cool and Oh, that makes me feel so much better about being, like, a big advocate of lab-grown diamonds. Yeah. Um, um, and even with um, the next most common resource in Minecraft is wood. Um, and everyone, especially with, like, the new boom of, like, make everything bamboo, make everything wood instead of metal or steel because it's more sustainable. Um, of Yes, wood can be sustainable. Wood can be renewable if you treat it as a renewable resource and use it in the same amount of, for example, like the sheep story was, oh shit, I need to eat, kills all the sheep. We we can't lumber this. I, I don't even know if I'm going to use this in the right sentence. We can't lumber all the wood because we still have to plant it for it to mm-hmm. grow and do the oxygen and the photosynthesis to have us have wood. And that made me sound very not professional. <laughs> Huh. I, I followed it. I th- I thought it was great. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, so the environmental impact of even lumber, if not treating it, well, like, of course, the good way would be to be using, recycle, and refurbish. Um, but even regardless, if we use, if we cut down the tree, I'm going to put this to the bottom line. If we cut down the tree, we're still causing outdoor outside pollution. Uh, we are still creating greenhouse gas emissions through transporting um even if we're throwing out the wood and it's not being decomposed correctly it's being stuck in a landfill um anything that's been merged with the wood is synthetic materials contributes contributes to toxic waste because those had to be created for 
a thing, um, which could also leach into the landfill. And then, finally, such as materials takes large amount of space, which means we have to create more landfills, which means more new dispensalites, which means more deforestation, which totally means we have to cut down more wood. So, <laughs> real quick. Right. And something, and I'm definitely not the expert on this, but learning a little bit about, there are two things I want to touch on. Mm -hmm. One, so wood is biodegradable. And it didn't occur to me until, like, I was out of college. I was like, well, why do you have to compost if, like, it's biodegradable and it goes in the trash? Mm -hmm. And my friend's like, my friend was like, no, because if it doesn't get oxygen, if it's just packed together in a landfill, if it doesn't get oxygen, it doesn't biodegrade. Mm -hmm. And especially if there's, like, um, like chemicals or treatments or if it's like contaminated with anything that could also affect it. Um, so even, even being like, oh, this is plant-based or like, this is, this is more sustainable. This is a renewable resource. A big aspect of sustainability is how we dispose of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that since then I've been more conscious about and I still would like to be more conscious about. Um, and then the other thing is growing and harvesting and replanting lumber and like trees and probably other renewable resources in a sustainable way. Mm -hmm. um, because I mean, this might be a little tangential, but when you completely strip an environment of its resources, it makes it harder for things to regrow. Like mm -hmm. you, you could take all the trees, you destroy an ecosystem because you're destroying habitats for, um, like, insects and birds. And, like, you're taking, like, chains out of the, or, like, links out of the, there's a metaphor somewhere. It, like, all falls apart if you take, like, a few pieces out. It's like Jenga. It's like the food um, web. If you, if you remove one thing, there's a hierarchy to the environment. Yes. And that I think that's what I was thinking of, but my mind was like, no, this is a chain. Go with the chain metaphor. <laughs> um, but I think, and I I would have to find sources on this, mm -hmm. but I remember reading about Iceland because I went to Iceland a few years ago with one Gross. of my friends, and it's amazing. Very touristy. All the pictures you see, they are standing in front of dozens of other tourists. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> sorry to, like, burst that bubble. <laughs> it's amazing, though. It's beautiful. Um there are very few trees in Iceland and it is because I, th I think there used to be trees, but because there are no adult trees, there's no like safe habitats for saplings to grow. So if there's no forests protecting or not even forests, but like trees provide shelter because like if, it's incredibly windy. Like, literally, when we got our rental car, they were like, um, be careful when you open the door because the wind might tear the door off. And we're like, okay, this is fine. Uh, is, does the insurance cover that? Oh, like, my God. It was a little... They were like, here's what you do in a dust storm. Here's what you do if the wind tears the door off the car. So, like, in that kind of environment, a full-grown tree that's 50 or 100 years old mm -hmm. is going to be fine and is also going to provide... A, is going to provide protection for smaller trees and other plants that, you know, a year-old sapling is just going to get ripped out of the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and there are definitely people who know more about that than me, um, but kind of learning how how taking one part out of the ecosystem will really just start, like the whole thing starts to crumble is 
is really um it's astounding yeah. and i think i never realized how much like okay cutting down a few trees like you know if you you take a tree out of your backyard it's not the end of the world um but like houses with trees and like especially in urban areas like trees are growing they're providing shade but then they get too big and they start growing into the telephone poles or the roads or whatever and you take that down now it's more expensive to heat your house in the winter now it's um more expensive to cool your house in the summer because you don't have that shade and like there's i'll have to find sources for all of this um no don't even worry about it because they need to go in the description but um if if they really friends if you really want to get to like know this by all means um i will find sources like i i feel like it's my responsibility as a scientist to provide sources for the things that i'm saying i completely Um, understand what you're saying too um like i would agree um even just like you for like you've you've put it really well if you take one thing out everything else gets fucked um which those were your words but they're now mine well yeah no Um, same energy and like the way of improvement um there i found one you could be more conscious of what you're cutting down um if you did get wood you and you're done with it use it for thermal energy um to reduce any environmental impact instead of throwing into a landfill you compost it you um but like using it as thermal energy like we used to do in the olden days of just cutting down it and using it for heat um it'll minimize reliance on off-site fossil fuels to some extent and promotes the production of bioenergy um at your local sawmill um which is kind of very and i personally don't even know where my local sawmill is i'm pretty sure it's in the middle of my state because i am a midwestern um and we like the lumber here um (laughs) um yeah Uh, Oh God. Um, but those are some ways of improvement or even just like being conscious. And instead of if like your lumber, if your wood table breaks, fix it. Or if you choose to pre not purchase that table, make sure it is a resource that you are welcome enough to keep around the house um, compared to just fast fashioning it and buy a new table next time you move. Which of course, that's not always feasible for everyone especially with like income i i have to be honest sustainability is expensive um oh my god yeah (laughs) like when we're working towards ways um to offset those costs for even just a consumer versus even a corporation um Mm -hmm. and that's that's where my environmental interests are um is Mm -hmm. to really figure out to find that middle ground um so those are some ways where we can think about it um and even oh, yeah and i oh, go ahead. sorry and i think also like if you if you have a table if you're moving if you don't have the space like donate it because mm-hmm. if you donate it to like i'm not i'm blanking on like all the charities um but like if you donate it to a like a thrift store or something mm-hmm. they can somebody else who needs it who might not be able to pay full price for something is still going to get a good piece of furniture exactly. um and also, at the end of the day, like, I I try to be responsible in everything I do. Mm-hmm. I have had this tiny little desk that barely fits all my monitors and stuff um, since I was in college. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, sustainability is great, and I don't want to undermine that in any way. But 
don't beat yourself up if you do have mm-hmm. to buy new things because the environmental impact of me throwing away a desk is not a billion dollar corporation dumping oil into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I think I'm like a big advocate of sustainability. I try to avoid single use plastics. I do what I can. Mm-hmm. Um I could do so much better with the plastic thing. But I think just like give yourself some cut yourself some slack. Of course. And it's like you're not gonna solve climate change by using shampoo that comes in a bar and doesn't actually clean your scalp it really uh. <laughs> starts with um sustainability it starts with you and people don't follow mm-hmm. up that sentence with it starts with you using your voice compared mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. starts with you with your actions so you can mm-hmm. you can make these changes like uh, i've made these changes in my because i'm i i have to practice what i preach um mm-hmm. and i have the financial means to do so at the moment um but Ask me in a couple months when I'm on my own and not living with my parents. <laughs> uh, I am. <laughs> it's going to be embarrassing for me. And it's going to be really hard saying, hi, I have a person with a master's degree. I'm trying to tell you to do better. And then everyone's going to be like, why should I do better? You're, you're doing this. But regardless, yeah. I can still use my voice. You can still go to your politicians. You can still yes. make um, your choices if you can to certain buying certain products and supporting certain companies um that may have a larger environmental impact than you think of and even if they don't mm-hmm. they say they're directly sustainable look into actually what they do and who they partner with yeah um, that's a big one and because there are some companies that you think wouldn't be totally connected um i did a previous course and where it was a grant writing course um and we had Ooh. to look in Oh, so fun. Um, we had to look at like what uh, this company was doing to get the money. Um, and they were, it was like a toy factory or something. And they were associated with BP. And for those, oh who, for those who do not know, BP had a gigantic oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, not even a decade ago. Um and it's still having severe environmental impacts to this day. Um, and so really be careful in, if you want to say you support it, but really just look at the core values and see what they're really doing um, behind the scenes to truly make your choice, which that seems like a lot of work. Um, by all means, I totally forgive you if you don't want to dive into this it's, as much as I do. <laughs> and no, it's kind of like, okay, did you watch The Good Place? No. <laughs> Okay, there's a bit in The Good Place where they're, like, realizing that they can't make any good decisions. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, because everyone has a score when you die. And if it's negative, you go to the bad place. If it's positive, you go to the good place. Uh And they find out that, like, no one's gone to the good place in, like, 400 years or something. Or, like, thousands of years. I don't remember what it is. Um, But they're, like, essentially... I think one of the lines is like, there's this chicken sandwich that's amazing, but if you eat it, it means you hate gay people. Oh, my God. But, like, <laughs> they use this example of, like, that one's the one that's, like, really funny to me. Um, but they use an example of a tomato, and they're like, okay, I'm trying to make a healthy option. I buy an organic tomato. Mm-hmm. Well, this tomato is organic, but the labor that was used to pick it is unethical. And they, like, just go, like, down the line of, like, all the, like, awful stuff that goes into like i wanted a tomato for my sandwich or my salad or whatever um and it's kind of like that it's like you can 
And sometimes it's unavoidable. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think one thing that does help, um, doesn't completely solve any of the problems, but buying local and supporting small businesses when you like in ways that make sense and in the industries that make sense, like if you're buying local, you're you don't necessarily have the carbon footprint of shipping like you might still Mm -hmm. have some of that. Um, But buying something from a local bookstore isn't going to have the same carbon footprint as um, getting something shipped across the country. Yeah. And like maybe there's shipping to get it to that place in the first place. I don't know. I'm trying to, I don't know. No, I, I like see to what think you're coming from. It's like, it helps, a, but a good, it does. It truly does. Especially since, um, even like you, yes, you might have to get your resources from a different thing to actually supply them to you, but it's also not made in mass amounts mm-hmm. for you, like in a bigger corporation. Um, mm-hmm. that might not even be used anyways and might be thrown out. And that's where dumpster diving comes into play. Oh, uh, but um, <laughs> that's another topic. Um, <laughs> I did that in college. We can talk about that after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there are like, things like that. Um, and just to circle back real quick, um, there are two other resources because we could talk that's about this so forever. Topic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, there, there are two resources that um, we need to cover <laughs> or we don't have to. Whatever. But um, cobblestone and iron, um, which cobblestone, it seems very old timey. And that's what we used to use for our roads and pavement and streets and buildings. And the environmental impact of using cobblestone is um, kind of similar to the others. Landscape change, soil erosion, degradation, deforestation, depletion of water supplies, pollution of rivers and streams, air pollution, noise pollution, deterioration of access and roads, and disposal of waste affecting the water supply. Um, so that sounded like a giant randall. Pretty much, the if you need a quick summary, um, it fucks up the earth, you disturb it, uh, your water is going to be soiled and poisoned um, and it's going to be noisy as heck when you do it. Um, <laughs> this, this is so bleak. Yeah. Uh, um, I live, since I'm on the East Coast, I live in a city that has like cobblestone streets and mm-hmm. stuff. And on top of that, they're horrendously inaccessible. Yes. Like, I am like able-bodied mm-hmm. and I still trip over those cobblestones in flats. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a set. That's a different rant for a different time. So Minecraft, um, uh, could we use something other than cobblestone, please? Uh, because <laughs> one, we need it to be accessible for all, and two, it's really you, you fuck up the environment you're living in and trying to work with. So could we not? Um, and then the last one we have is iron, which represents about ninety-five percent of all metals produced, and it's commonly used for steel infrastructure and tools, and it's pretty easy to mine because it's very available. Um, and the environmental impact it has is um, sulfur dioxide and hydrogen sulfide are released when iron is melted in furnaces. So that's how you make your resources in Minecraft, friends. You're putting that into your breathing space. Um, virtually all greenhouse gas emissions associated with steel production are from carbon dioxide emissions related to energy consumption. And it's high energy intensive to use and reuse, even if you recycle it. Um, so if you're using a non-renewable resource, you're, you're kind of killing a lot i was gonna say two birds with one stone but you're you're not you're it's just... a lot of birds <laughs> uh, they're all dead yeah like um and again kind of what 
Nat said, like, this all sounds really sad. Um, and that is a realization I have to do. And, like, that is one. Uh, by all means, this podcast isn't supposed to be a fear tactic to make you like change Like, everything's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it's it's hit me more than once in my life, even within my education of my master's. I sat on my couch after a presentation of an engineering course and i was just like she literally told us for uh, three hours how the world is dying and it's terrible which is a real fact uh we have 10 to 15 years to get our shit together um before we're gonna have some serious irreversible environmental <laughs> impacts um which but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> but like the even as we say these things we're gonna this is also an empowerment tool for you to use your voice, to use your dollar, to to have ways of improvement. And there are ways of doing so that you just have to tell people you want to choose. <laughs> and even mm-hmm. with cobblestone and iron, um, cobblestone is really permeable. It can be recycled. It can be non-toxic. And all those recycled materials minimizes consumption. It has newer materials. And it's a continual reuse of limited natural resources. And it can decrease your waste and environmental pollution. And cobblestone is commonly used if you're thinking of green infrastructure. Anything that's permeable, you can take that rainwater. You can reuse it for your plumbing. And um, if you're looking more into that, you can lead certified buildings, L-E-E-D. Um, is a global certification you can get for your buildings. And um, there's different tiers um, that you can incorporate this type of green infrastructure. And cobblestone is a great resource for it to use. And that's a great first step of even just having your rainwater seep into a basin um, or even just to have maybe a garden on your building. (laughs) Like, that would be cool. Um, And cobblestone would be perfect for that. And even with iron, um, iron and steel are really the world's most recycled materials, even if they're energy retentive. Um, They can be separated magnetically from the waste stream, so they're less likely to be rotten into landfills. Um, But overall, if you're thinking, should I use stone over iron, whether you're in-game or whether in real life, um, use stone (laughs) because it does not need heavy metals to process and crush. Concrete can be used immediately. All recycled materials save resources, cut down on energy use, and reduce your CO2 emissions and cut transportation costs and pollution. So there is a silver lining. If you are looking at your Minecraft materials, should you use wood? Mm, Carefully. Should you use diamond? Mm, Maybe. Uh, Should you use gold? Fuck gold. Like, like, (laughs) should you use cobblestone? Hell yeah. And iron? uh sure like if you're yeah if if you have the option choose your stone route maybe not for armor but definitely for your tools and it's so much easier to find cobblestone over iron um says the skilled minecraft player um i get like very greedy when it comes i i don't get greedy i like fear using my non-renewable resources Mm -hmm. so i'm like "Mm, gotta save this for later and then i'll have like an entire chest full of iron being like oh i can't use that that'll be (laughs) mm, i can't use that up (laughs) um but yeah and then so speaking kind of speaking of like metal and stainless steel and you mentioned how um kind of energetically costly recycling Mm -hmm. is and that's something that's something i want to touch on briefly because like if you can recycle something instead of throwing it away that's great love that if you can reuse something instead of recycling it that's even better because it's like if you and this is something i realized like 
everyone wants to give you a free water bottle Mm -hmm. like every job you start every like every free thing they're like here's a free water bottle i have so i have a cupboard full of water bottles (laughs) and it's like this is more environmentally friendly this is reusable and then i like bought a couple on top of that because i'm (laughs) trash apparently um but like if if you can reuse something, reuse it. And it does bother me that I have so many reusable water no, bottles that, okay. my, that my I will same. not reuse. I'm a mug collector. Like, uh, oh my god, I'm getting same. to that point where I'll just continuously buy mugs. And I'm like, oh, it's reusable. Like, now Elizabeth, stop. Like, <laughs> um, my my roommate has a, a no more mugs rule because we have our cupboard is full of mugs, so neither of us are allowed to buy more mugs. When I first until like undergrad, one of us moved, I had. I think 15 mugs in this tiny room when I had mm. another person to share with and I had to like take some mugs back because Ooh. I didn't have it. But since we are wrapping up to almost an hour. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah, we, we, we've, this has been a really fun conversation. So I don't even I care. I ramble. Uh, no, it's okay. I ramble too. Um, and it's, it's a fun conversation to have. I love talking to it with people. Um, so we kind of, quick summary. Um, Minecraft is fun. It's very mm-hmm. universal. It can be used as mm-hmm. an educational tool. Um, use it as an educational tool, whether that be for engineering or computer science <laughs> or even bio. It's like the whole gamut of... Um... Get your STEM kids. <laughs> like, yeah. Like... Oh, we didn't even get into, like, factory farming. Maybe, nope. maybe that's okay, though. <laughs> Uh, that's a... You can factory farm in Minecraft. Does it have the environmental impact that it does in real life? Nano, watch us uh, come back next week and be like, welcome to factory farming. <laughs> uh, but... Video games versus the world, factory farming. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, um, Lord. Yeah, so <laughs> use your stone when you can. Gold sucks. Um, and. The world may be scary, but by all means, don't let it scare you. You have abilities to do something, and your best way is to be educated. So you're educating yourself even just playing this game and supporting Gojang. I don't know how to say the name correctly. Please let me know in the comments. Mojang? Um, yeah, Mojang. There it is. <laughs> like, I was thinking of, like, I don't know what it is. I'm thinking of gochujang sauce. Mm-hmm. That's, That's not what the same my brain thing. was thinking. <laughs> um, but by all means, educate yourself. That is your first and most powerful tool you can have. Um, and just like Nat and I, we have educated ourselves far more than we ever would need to. Um, but we do it because it's fun. And if you're listening to this podcast, especially 20 minutes over, which is again if you're still listening <laughs> it's completely fine dude give yourself a pat on the back like you you educated yourself like this is i try to <laughs> i still have more to learn and that that's the thing like we educated ourselves i still have more to learn mm-hmm. i know i'm trying to just trying to go through life with an attitude of like don't fuck shit up mm-hmm. don't like only use what you need to be responsible be sustainable mm-hmm. when you can. Like, don't beat yourself up if you can't, but just always make an effort to learn and do better and find ways that you can do better, whether that's personally or, like, voting, contacting mm-hmm. your representatives, like, all that more important. 
well, make not sure Mormon, all that stuff the best way i can summarize minecraft is make sure there's always something left um yeah. and i if, like that yeah like <laughs> and whether that be for you um whether that be next day or creative mode or whatever but that also goes for real life make sure there's something less for the next generation what but it have it not to be cleaning up um mm -hmm. so, yeah and because we're already going through that currently and we don't we don't need more <laughs> um but again another rant um <laughs> i i appreciate your time natalie for talking with me um especially yeah. about the whole topic i've never learned so much more about gold than i ever like that <laughs> give me the chemistry breakdown that's so cool um but like i it's that's awesome um and it's if you ever want to come back just let me know and if um natalie is also a subscriber to this youtube channel um and even though natalie is a retired streamer feel free to give her a follow um is there any other place where they could find you if they want to ask you more questions or want to support um you? I'm still actively shitposting on Twitter. Okay. Um, but first of all, thank you for having me. I had a great time. I'm honored that you wanted to have me on your podcast. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm forgetting all of the social media. You're Instagram, TikTok as Nano Pierogi. I do have a Discord. Mm -hmm. Find me anywhere and DM me if you want to join my Discord. Um, yeah, all the social media, all the social medias mm -hmm. as Nano Pierogi. Dear Lord. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, and all those will be located down below, um, along with any references we have talked about. And even Natalie mentioned some references that she wants to include too. Um, yes, I will look so those up. that will be good. And you can also find me if you found me through the YouTubes. Um, you, I am also, my description is also down below. But I really encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this video um, for a really good educational Minecraft kind of crazy time. Um, but it's, it's a fun time. So I appreciate you listening. Um, and I will hopefully see you next week as we discuss a new topic. Um, this has been Googly Bear Jr., a.k.a. Elizabeth. Um, Googly Talks with a friend now. Um, <laughs> gaming versus the world talking about Minecraft. I appreciate your time. Please go stay on top. Please go do something for yourself, whether that be drinking water, peeing, uh, eating something, stretching, smiling, petting a furry thing or scaly thing, whatever your thing is. Um, just make sure um, you're well taken care of. Uh, thank you, and I will see you next week. With your games, Bassett's army is what to keep in mind. What you've seen is really real.